Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy. What is happening, folks? It's been a good one. We are back to being live, and I couldn't be more excited about it today. Um, I want everyone to hit that subscribe button if this is your first time uh, coming on in. If you are listening to us on one of the Apple or Spotify or Google podcasts, thank you very much. We love you to listen to our voices, but we want you to see our faces. We do. We want you to see uh, and get into the chat. And where do you find that? It's either on Facebook Live or it's on our YouTube official channel right now. And so we have you guys all filing into the chat right now. Let me talk about today's guest, all right? All right. First of all, welcome to In the Trenches, all right? And we've had, you know, you know on this show, we've had many musicians, entertainers, comedians, even intellectuals. We've even had a metal god in the form of Rob Halford on the show. But rarely, rarely do we get to host royalty. And uh, our guest today is royalty. Our guest today has been a huge pioneer for females who play heavy metal, hard rock. So much so, it has earned, it has earned her the title of Metal Queen. So would you please welcome into the trenches the queen herself, Doro Pesh. Hello, Doro. Hey, hey, good to be with you guys. How are you doing? Out of the gate, man. You are one of those artists, Doro, that has made this transition from a, a two-named uh, artist, Doro Pesh, as many people know you, and now you're just, you made that transition just to Doro. Just like Prince, Sting, Seal, Madonna, what what is what is with the one name? Do you do you enjoy having that one name? Because I think someday I might want to become just Roxy. That's it. Roxy, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, God, I, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I think it sounds great. Yeah, actually, I, I tell you, there's no reason behind it. Um, you know, my band was called Warlock, and then we had we had some trouble with that name. And 20 years later, I got the rights back. And then everybody said, well, call it Doro or Doro Pesh. And I thought, okay. But, I wanna, uh, you know what? Yeah. That's one of the most, I've, I've always heard urban legend about that. And you know what? What a better way to start the podcast than with a little controversy, I think, folks. Um, I want to hear that transition time between uh, Warlock and then the decision to go Doro Pesh and then just plain old old Doro because I was wondering if it was a, a name change just for the sake of having a name change because of record labels etc or was it a, a complete mindset so what's the real story behind that yeah oh, the real story uh, Roxy you know we um, we formed in 82 and uh, I had many bands before and then in 82 we formed Warlock and we could tell you know it had some magic and then we did our first record it was burning the witches then it was hellbound yeah i see the guys that was my lineup in uh, 87 88 yeah and then we did many records and our third album it was called true steel it got actually a worldwide release which we were always hoping for and i wanted to have 
an American manager. So uh, we found somebody and he was actually had an American passport, but he was from Switzerland and because we couldn't speak English that well. So it was very good that he could speak German and English. And we had a European manager as well. And he was actually a friend of ours. I really liked him a lot. He did really great stuff. He um, brought us the Monsters of Rock festivals in England, Germany. We hopped on tour with Judas Priest in 86 and Wasp in 86 in the UK. It was all great. So then we went on tour in America and actually it got a little bit weird between the two managers and stuff. And then we recorded this album, Triumph and Agony, this one, which right, we're just working you. on the live album, the live Triumph and Agony. We're just in the finishing um, touches. Anyhow, we did this album, Triumph and Agony, and then we went on tour in Europe with Ronnie James Dio. And it was a great, great, it was a big success. Everybody was, you know, like we couldn't believe it. We were a little tiny band and then suddenly it was pretty good. Yes. And then, and then I was on tour and my American manager, Alex Grobe was his name. He was a, a great guy, heavy hitter. He said, Doro, the European manager left. And I said, really? Why? We are just, you know, like, we're just making it. And he said, well, he, um, I don't know. We didn't talk about it, nothing. And he moved to Turkey, which that was a place you couldn't find anybody in Turkey. And there was no internet, no cell phones. Yeah, way before And we never actually stuff. talked about it. And I really, I was very sad because I thought he was a great guy. And then we did another album after the Triumph and Agony album. We did another one. And then suddenly we got letters of uh, lawyers and stuff that we couldn't use the name Warlock anymore. Now, and, you know, I why said, could no you not way. use it? Was, was it? Did it come from the manager, from the, from the manager that was in hiding in Turkey? Or where did that come from? Actually, yeah, he had nothing to do with the name, but he claimed that it was his name. So we had to go to court and I thought, ah, oh, you know, it will be not serious. Of course, we will win our name back. Yeah. And then, you know, us metal kids, like the guys with the long hair and the studs and, you know, and and the manager was dressed in like tie and like a white suit. And somehow he he looked really serious incredible and the judge gave him the name and i started like screaming and stuff and yes. they had to remove me out of the court yes. that was the first time that i was in court and you know i and i was so i was so fuming and and then i thought okay it doesn't matter we use the name warlock anyhow you know we will do it no problem yeah. Wow. It was a problem. And then we had posters. The next record was in the making. That record was called Force Majeure. And it was a Warlock record. And then suddenly we couldn't use the name Warlock anymore. It got really serious. Okay. And then Let me we see. Talk, you, you, yeah. I think you should have actually, because at that time during, in America, there was a show called The People's Court. And I think you remember the people's court. And, and and I think you should have taken him to the people's court because the people would have obviously sided with you. But this sounds... Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> but this one, it was so unbelievable. And then, um, like, in, in Germany, you know, when you want to fight again, you have to put so much money on the table to even get a second chance. Right, right, right. And there was no money left, even though it was fully successful. But, yeah, that old manager, he... He, he was the merchandiser, so he got all the money, which ah. I didn't care about, but he wanted to use the name. And yeah, and then we thought, okay, what shall we do? The record company didn't like the idea of having another band name. 
And then somebody said, hey, how about you call it Doro? And I thought, okay, I don't want that, but let's do it for one record. And the next record, we will have our name back. And that took 20 years. So it wasn't one or two years. <laughs> 20 years later, so, I got So you literally the have the name Warlock back if you want to yes. use it. But now because you've established Doro as such a force and such, I mean, it is a one name. Everyone knows when I say the name Doro, it's a household name amongst the metal community and amongst, you know, it's everybody. And by the way, <laughs> this story about this band, it, it, it hearkens me. I can't believe I used the word harkens, Vic. Do you remember that? <laughs> I used the word harkens. It harkens me back to a previous episode with Tracy Guns, where we talked about he's going through a name battle with his band. And right now there's two LA Guns going out. And I'm not sure, you know, because I think it's the drummer and Tracy. And, and then it's there's a big controversy with that. So <laughs> na band names... Folks, obviously, you can learn your lesson from Doro. Band names are important to get that merch or at least get the understanding. But then even if you don't, use your own name because then you'll actually sell twice as much words. Because you, <laughs> you, you can actually reform Warlock if you want now and, and sell T-shirts there and still have Doro as well, right? Is that Yeah, yeah, the, actually, yeah the, the, the one we are just working on the life the Triumph and Agony live album, I wanted to call it Doro Pesh of Warlock. And yeah, so okay. there, there you have it. There's, yeah. there's probably some band right now in upper Cincinnati, Ohio going, I thought we were the only Warlock. Dang it. Now we have to, we can't go up against, we can't go up against this, this German metal queen. We can't, we can't have her go nuts again in court. I love it. You know what? After hearing that first story, Doro, I, I want, I want to hear you tell me uh, the Hansel and Gretel, because you're so good at telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Roxy. Uh, yeah, well, you're a great guy to talk to. I always, you know, I feel good when, when people are like, you know, well, so positive and stuff. And that makes me talk even more. Your positive energy is so... Uh, infectious it, it i mean when we met um you came up it was because we met because of one of your former band members uh you know miss and who's who's one of my current band members and everybody in the chat knows who i'm going to say but we're talking about tommy 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 Hendrickson. he was actually your first uh he was a bassist for your band being a guitarist yes. for uh the alice cooper band and the hollywood vampires and a, and a ton of other bands as well but, you know, you actually, uh, I was introduced to you from Tommy and Tommy is on a plane right now. He wanted to come on the show and say hello, but he's on a oh plane right now to the States. But he says he does send his big, a big, big thank hug and his you. big, like, hello, Doro. Thank you. Thank you, Roxy. <laughs> yes, I bet. Yeah, man, Tommy is a great guy. Very talented. And yeah, actually, uh, yeah, he used to be our Warlock bass player mm. in 87, 88. And man, he was great. He could sing really great too. And now I'm, I'm so happy that he's what? a guitar player and doing so much stuff. This is Put that band I'm pick so up again, Vic, for people to see the, uh, the 19, with the, the 1987, 1988 uh, lineup of Warlock. There you are. I love it. Yeah. And I, oh, I, actually, I see there, this gentleman. He was from Metal Rendezvous. And I was the first girl on the cover of this magazine, Metal Rendezvous. And yeah. And I he, see Tommy right next to him doing his signature, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> 
open mouth, you know, showing you his back molars uh, photo pose. I love it. And there's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, and so, I got Tommy, Tommy Bowen. I'm still playing with Tommy Bowen as well. When we do American tours and when we do like. Sometimes we do warlock shows and then Tommy Bowen is with me and he's still as energetic as in 87. I love it. Even more so. He's like, yeah, he's a thing is great you give all your band members so much praise and so much uh, credit you always let them have the spotlight you remind me a lot of alice cooper in that way you always let the band members be the band members because you know your name's on the marquee but you always let everybody else shine and that's why i want to give the uh current lineup their credit as well because it's been you uh obviously and nick douglas has been with you for years johnny yes since 1990 yeah yeah 31 years, yeah. Johnny D has been with you for many, many years as well. Yes, he used to be the uh, drummer in Britney Fox. He had long hair, and now he has, like, you know, like this cool, like, cool mohawk. I see it. I see it. And and you also have Luca. Uh, I don't know if I could say it correctly, but I I can tag him in Instagram pretty well because I did it all week. Luca Franciotta. Yeah. He's Italian, a very nice guy, and sensational guitar player, too. And another guitar player, Boz Maz. Yes, yes. He's from the Netherlands. He used to be in the band After Forever. And their singer, Flora Jansen, she is now the singer in Nightwish. So so we're all connected. This is The so metal great, community you know? is always connected in one way or another. Yes, and Absolutely. And I guess it's because of your huge success that you've had for so long that... Um, and, and because you're from Germany, that we didn't connect until maybe a bit later in the last few years with Alice Cooper and stuff like that. But but I was always curious, do you, do you play any instruments? Well, I play a little bit guitar. I grew up playing the piano. And now since we had like so many lockdowns, I'm playing more and more guitar. Nice. But, uh, but not on stage, not on stage there. I just sing and make the fans feel great so that's like <laughs> have you, know, you have you ever air guitar it though have you ever pulled like an air guitar or done anything like that in no. a video no all right no actually no not yet <laughs> i'm gonna teach yes. you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the, i'm gonna give you the system 12 so that you'll get that foundation with your bar chords and i'm telling you i'm gonna get you up on stage playing guitar you're gonna be you're not only gonna sing schools out next time you're up on stage with alice i hope and you're gonna you're gonna play guitar oh on it too all right Oh, please. That's oh, our please challenge. Don't. <laughs> Brian, you're very kind, but oh, no. No, we're going to get you playing <laughs> guitar. Telling you. I tell you, well, not on stage, not on stage, but air guitar. <laughs> oh, God, that's so much fun. Probably when I would be totally drunk, then I would do it. But, but I, I, I don't drink much, so it's, I it's love rare. It. You, um, so let's talk a little bit about what is currently going on because it's happening very, very soon. And that's why we have this live chat and you got a lot of folks that are um, excited about. Um, it's a reissue of the album Love Me in Black. And it, the, the album Love Me in Black, ironically, is coming out on double white vinyl. So I want you to explain what this is all about and how did it all come about and, and how excited you are to release it. Yeah, actually, it was one of my favorite records. We worked three years on it, and it was a time, 
when metal was not doing so well, it was 98. We started in uh, 95, 96 producing this album. And then I went to the record company in America and I said, well, you know, I think this record is really awesome. I think this song could be the single and the song could be the video. And, you know, and then I said, well, it's a grunge. And I said, no, it's not grunge. They said, well, it has to be grunge because, you know, <laughs> only grunge sells. And I said, no, no, it sounds very unique, very modern, kind of industrial, but it's beautiful. And I said, well, we can't release it. The times are, you know, if it's not grunge, we can't do it. So I was heartbroken and I thought this uh, title song, Love Me in Black, is such a great song. So um, I actually talked to Warner Brothers and I asked them if I could release the vinyl, like, it was only released on CD right. and I said, yes, do it, go for it. And now it's double vinyl in white. And do you have a copy of it with you? Oh, yeah, there it is. Wow. And, it's, yeah, and I love it, it so much. That's a great album and cover too. Yeah. It was just, just a black and white photo, but sometimes black and white is like, yeah. Those are the I best. Yeah. I yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So, so that's coming out on the third year. I'm very happy and, and it never got officially, officially released in the States. So, so I'm hoping that some, you know, diehard American fans will, you know, which you have, it. which you have so many diehard yeah. fans. And I wanted to ask you about that. Do you think the reason why your fans are so dedicated diehard is because you are so dedicated and diehard into touring and touring and touring. Is that is that the reason you feel, or what? What keeps? What is that bond that you have with your fans? Right, it's something like it doesn't sound cool, but I think the real truth is it's love. I love the fans. I love the fans more than anything in this world. I love them so much, and. That's the reason why I always, you know, I can go 24 hours when we're on tour or when we do a gig. I always give it my all. I always treat it like it could be the last gig. And then, of course, next day, you know, when you have another gig, the whole body is like, you know, like aching, is shot, you know, <laughs> bleeding, bruised. But um, I love the fans. And that's what I, that's my life. I live for the fans. I always have, even when I started, when I was like, yeah, I started when I was 16, 15, 16. And then when we started with Warlock, was 22. But yeah. from the first show on, I felt the deep connection with yeah, the fans, the metalheads. I love metal. I love like, to me, the music or metal music is freedom, like from super hardcore to, you know, like whatever, melodic or great sensitive ballads. I love it all, but you have to be metal. I think metal is in your heart and I connect with their metalheads and that's why we have such a strong bond and that's the reason why i could do it for such a long time actually i didn't think i would do it for such a long time i thought i would die when i would be 25 because i was so exhausted and so like you know well who were I those think, early yeah. bands because you obviously have this passion for the the heavier music you always have um who were those early bands that really uh, convinced you that you know what I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do exactly what they're doing but I'm going to do it with my twist on it yeah actually to be honest when we started out we didn't even know that we would be a heavy metal band it was in 1980 I had my first gig in 1980 and there were lots of punks there and some metalheads and of course they got in big fights because back then it wasn't so tolerant now everybody you know is like <laughs> hanging out together but back in the day 
I almost got killed on my first gig. It was really unbelievable. So we didn't even know that we would be a metal band. And then later on, when the metal scene was growing, then I saw my first like bands I loved. Like I, my first rock concert was White Snake, then Judas Priest, uh, Dio, um, and then we played and with all play of with those first. bands. Well, How great is that? Oh, oh man. yes. And, Dio, oh God, I loved him. He was my absolute hero. And yeah, we were great friends. Um, yeah. And Lemmy, I was a big Motorhead fan. Um, we're going to talk about another... Lemmy because you know what? The people want to know about Lemmy. Uh, that happens a little bit later. But we are kind of going a little bit all over with our segments. But this segment that we're talking about right now is a little one we call Let's Get Back to Get Forward. So we're talking about a little bit of Doro Pesh and the sort of road to the way up. Vic, hit it. <laughs> motorcycle sound right there so let's go back to get forward so when you were talking about those early influences um you're 16 is it are we talking dusseldorf is that is that yeah yep dusseldorf that's um yeah it's uh it's an all right city nothing you know nothing big but it's pretty good hold on they had lots of you know great metal musicians so so actually there was a real scene there i know i know dusseldorf because of doro pesh the metal queen doro but i also know it because it's the home of the cuckoo clock am i correct Is oh it- really all right i think isn't that more in the black forest okay okay i, 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 <laughs> I was, don't know i just thought dusseldorf i would i, I would maybe it's urban legend i'd always been told that when we played Dusseldorf that they were the yeah. place where if you wanted to buy a cuckoo clock because Greg Smith the bass player of Alice Cooper at that time actually bought a cuckoo clock in Dusseldorf he said well this is where they make them this is where they invented the cuckoo clock and um, I'm sure our chat room our chat is going to go crazy right now but isn't it true that <laughs> Dusseldorf is the home of the cuckoo clock you, you're, you're saying no wow uh- Ryan, I would say not really, but you know, they have all these souvenir stores, you know, all these things, they're all over now. And uh, and actually, I thought it's more like the Black Forest, um, all right, all like, right. you know, more the Stuttgart area, but... Oh, you know what? I to know. It's, you it's, know? it's I Stuttgart. Know. It's Stuttgart. You're right. It was Stuttgart. I got my German towns messed up. Okay, chat room, you go nuts on me. That's go okay. nuts in the comments. It's fine. I got Stuttgart and Dusseldorf messed up. Okay, there you go. So Dusseldorf is only known for Doro from now on. All right. But the early influences of Doro, it actually included my boss, including Alice Cooper. Yes. Susie yes. Quattro, perhaps. Yes. Uh, the sweet. That, yes, the sweet. And, yeah, bottle blitz and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so some glam in there. And then when you throw in a bit a little, a little glam and rock and roll, how about maybe Little Richard as a, as a primary uh, yes. influence? Actually, yeah. Uh, the glam rock times, T-Rex, Mark Bowen and T-Rex, that was one of my biggest influences too. And when I was like about three years old, I fell in love with music and it was Little Richard and the song was called Lucille. And from that day on, I tell you, I, I was... You know, I was sure I want to become a singer. I want to become a musician. And my parents, they thought I would be crazy. But yeah, I was very, very small and young, but I knew what I wanted to do. And 
yeah and then with 15 16 i actually had my first band and then there was no stopping so yeah have you always felt it yourself like wow that's a great picture vic that you just put up of one of your <laughs> yeah first actually bands. that was my very first band you see um wow. there was a tiny little gig and that was uh, called snake bite and of course my guitar player he was always fiddling around with the guitar it was always out of tune so <laughs> and i was snake bite and that's when when it all started and, well, and we never planned on doing a big career we were just having fun sometimes we were rehearsing naked because everybody was like having such a great time and said, hey, can we rehearse naked it's very thought, wow i never did it before and then we did it and it was like it was awesome that's we exactly something that three guys in a band would suggest to the female lead singer that's exactly something that they would do but okay. go back to that picture if you can vic because you know dusseldorf might not be known for the cuckoo clock as i've been corrected because it is stuttgart but you know what you're one of the early bands that had a dry ice machine are you kidding me yeah. where did you get yeah, the dry man. ice I love it. Yeah, you're right. God, <laughs> that was sinfully expensive. And we even had a little backdrop, which we painted ourselves. Yeah. And, and I was driving the tour bus. I was always driving. My dad was a truck driver. So I was driving the guys and the equipment. Sometimes my dad, he was driving us. And yeah, yeah but dry uh, eyes. I'll tell, you, right. I'll tell you one person that probably didn't uh, back the naked rehearsals. That would be uh, your dad, the truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> He probably wasn't really a hundred percent back on that. But did did you already? They didn't know. They didn't know. My parents didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't want to make it exclusive now. Um, let me ask you this: uh, as far as being the leader of the band, because you've it's 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 Doro, it's 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 Warlock. Everyone knows that Warlock is your band. Um, do you treat it? as um something that you have to be the leader or do you de do you delegate a lot how do you run a band what what is it like with you because because obviously there's a lot of love with your band members they've been around for for many many tours yeah. and they come back and they stay around and of course tommy loves you as uh, you know to this day so t tell us about how it is running the band and running the organization yeah um right it's actually actually um we all get along great everybody knows you know what to do they know their place there's never any discussion we just do what we love everybody is a pro and we are great friends and you know and we love to play with each other we love to hang out it's like it's 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 more like a family thing and um and when i pick the guys they're from all over the world so you know that actually is great you, you do have an international band it. you know what yeah just... at first it was all germans then all americans now it's international like americans italian uh, yeah. Dutch guy and I'm the only German there. <laughs> That's okay. But, but but then again, you know, you're you're throwing you know all love, praise, and credit to to so many different lineups, and you do that with a lot of your releases too. Because one of the last releases that you had before this one, folks, that came, that's coming out April 30th, which is "Love Me in Black" on double white vinyl, which you do have a copy of. You also put out a, a <laughs> and there it is. I want to show that that album cover. It looks crazy. It looks. I love the I love the logo as well. But you also had a box set that you recently put out uh, called "Magic Diamonds." And uh, yeah. what was that about? And is that still available right now, or is that was that limited version? Or do you have that? There it is. That is that, that's that's the one. That's the one. Actually, 
when we had this lockdown happening, I thought, okay, I want to do a best of record. And I got uh, so many rights back from my previous records, like many record companies, they're not actually anymore existing. So I got so many records back and I thought, yeah, I want to form my own label. Smart and business. I That's good business. That's good business. Yeah, I, I didn't know that it would be so important. But now, since we can't go on tour and since we can't play live, so that was really what I did, like doing records. And at first I thought the Magic Diamonds should be a best of like maybe 15 songs or maybe 20 songs. And then I picked 25, then 35, then 45, and now it's 56 songs. And they're the best songs, which I think, oh, there's still some songs left, but 56 <laughs> of my favorite songs. And some of uh, them are really nice live versions. Some of them are re-recordings. Some of them, the real originals. And yeah, it came out in November. And um, yeah, and it made the top 10. It, it made the top 10 in, in Europe, in Germany. So nice. with all these other... And, I, and all this happened yes. during the pandemic when a lot of stuff was going, was tough. There's no doubt that it was tough. But you yeah. being the trailblazer that you are, you being sort of the pioneer I mentioned in the intro that you are of rock, you took the live show and you still made it happen during the pandemic because you were one of the first uh, one of the first artists that I can think of that played uh, a drive-in theater or or, or, or or just a show that was a stage with a bunch of cars, which kind of if you if you think about it, if you think about the all we are video, does that have yes. a little bit of foreshadowing for playing in front of parked cars, or and, totally, and how totally. did how did that how did that whole work out? And what who thought of okay, I'm going to play shows even during this pandemic, even during the shutdown? Yeah, actually, uh, my last show was uh, last year, the last official show. It was actually a show with Saxon. I love Saxon, you know, the yeah. traditional metal. And they had an, uh, their 40-year anniversary, so we played on their 40-year anniversary. And and then one week later, we, uh, we were thinking we would do like a European tour, then two times touring in the U.S., then South America tour, all these festivals. I, so, my, my calendar was filled just as well, Doro. I, no, I feel your pain uh, right there. Well, that's a great shot well, of that. Uh, wow. Okay. That's Wacken. That's my favorite festival, Wacken oh, in Germany, it. which that's is awesome. Festival. Like great, great heavy metal festival. If you guys want to yep. take a trip to Germany, Wacken is definitely worth it. Wacken. So we couldn't tour. Like we couldn't tour, didn't play any festivals. And then somebody said, hey, would you like to do like a drive-in show? It was a big outside cinema. And I thought, yeah, you know, it's better than doing nothing. So why not? And then we did it and it was so much fun. And actually, I did a couple of drive-in shows. Some of them, they were very strict. I couldn't jump off stage and go into the audience. Uh, I had to be you know on stage and sometimes people couldn't leave their cars but the first show i actually was allowed to jump down you know have like a lot of distance but then you know sing together with the guys with the fans and actually we played some little silly games because i couldn't hear them so good so i said it's... okay let me see your blinkers <laughs> yeah honk the horns yes yeah. and then you know when we did a head-banging song, like, for example, Touch of Evil or Earthshaker Rock, the people were shaking their cars. They were almost flying. It was so unbelievable. And <laughs> sounds it, more it dangerous than a regular Doro show. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, dangerous, more dangerous than the wall of death or, you know, like <laughs> stage diving. But it was great. It was really fun.
I know many people said, well, I would never go, you know, to watch a show in the car. But I tell you, if there's nothing else you can do, it's great. Yeah. Oh, that's a, a great shot of you playing in front of your fans. I mean, the, in, yes. it, it, this, this must be a German show because I see a Volkswagen bug right in front yeah. <laughs> and Frank did you see all black cars yes Usually you see only the black t-shirts with the fans and the you know first <laughs> 10 rows only black cars it was funny that's Doro Pesh because because Doro always has always worn black leather Doro always wears black gloves but Doro has always had blonde hair huh yeah. oh, have you have, have you ever when, dyed your hair have you ever gone uh brunette have you ever gone all brunette Oh wow! There's an early not shot really. I dyed it a little bit black underneath uh, sometimes, and actually, when we did the uh, "Love Me in Black" album, I don't know who it was, but uh, it it became a real problem. Somebody said, "Okay, if you want to call your record Love Me in Black,' then you have to cut off your hair and dye it black." And I said, "What? You cut it off like this?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes." And then it was a real thing. And I said, "No, I don't want to do it." And then I didn't release the record. And what? I'm so glad that I didn't I'm cut sh- my. Life. No, that I, that's you know. that's like you, you're going to lose it the same way you lost it when the warlock uh, manager tried to take the name down in that courtroom. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. it. That was that was hard enough. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I mean, I I'm always. I think I'm always a good team player and, you know, we can talk about everything, but, but enough is enough, you know? Yeah. Don't, <laughs> like, don't yeah. cut Doro's blonde locks out. No way. No so I, way. I, I, no. I'm, I'm, and, I'm glad I, you stayed blonde. You, like, it is, it is hard to make people understand when, you know, for example, with the major labels, they always wanted to have you more pop, more commercial. And I said, no, man, I want to stay. i my my old self i want to stay that way i don't want to change i'm not a fashion you know clown um, no, that's but your, sometimes it's that way that's you know, your appeal though, we have but, to change we have to change yeah, yeah. we have a new record out <laughs> you know probably all. oh that was a movie i did it was called anuk the path of the warrior yeah. and i did i did uh, three movies and and I um, isn't there a new one coming up? You did music. music. I think there's a new one. Is there a, the the Path of the yeah. Warrior Part Two? Is that coming out soon or when? Yes, actually, all the cinemas they are closed, so we wanted to have it out uh, half a year ago. But yeah, it's 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 coming out soon. Wow. When everything is going back to normal, then it will come out. And, and I was a little warrior, like, and you know, I, I was so much. It was so much fun to do this movie. Well, I'm glad that you've you've stayed true to you are. You've stayed blonde. You've stayed heavy metal, and and you've had you. different, you know, different types of careers within that. And when you have dipped your toe into acting you've remained blonde you've remained doro (laughs) because i've had a kick i've been watching these throwback thursdays you put up on your instagram and uh you were on one of the longest running soap operas uh now i only know this word because the the Alice Cooper bassist Chuck Garrick yelled it out of a window. That is verboten, and so this this show is called Verboten Liebe. Am I am I right? Yes. In, and is that means forbidden Perfect. forbidden love? And you yes. are, were on this soap opera, and can you tell us how that all happened, and where did it fall in line during your you know your progressive career? That's uh, you know going on and on and on yeah uh, right thank you so much for your kind words uh, the whole uh, 
you know, the whole show, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being so kind to me. Actually, yeah, I wanted to, um, I, they asked me if I would deliver a song for this uh, Forbidden Love. And, uh, and I thought, yeah, you know, we just had this live album out. And, um, you know, and then I said, well, would you like to be in this, you know, soap opera? And I thought, well, I never did it. That was actually before I did these Anuk movies. And I thought, well, I, but I just want to play myself. And I said, <laughs> no problem. And I said, well, can you drive a Ferrari? And I said, yeah, sure. Because, you know, like growing up in a truck, you can pretty much drive anything like trucks and, and you know, beautiful cars. So, so yeah, so I was in this episode and, you know, all the guys, they were like, you know, like, so they were very young. They weren't metalheads, you know, and then, you know, I, I, I hope that there are no metalheads, but uh, it was it was fun. Well, if and, you want to go yeah. on and check out some of those clips, Doro puts them up on her um, Instagram, and we're going to get to all your socials in just a little bit. But I think right now is a good time to take a, a quick little commercial break with us because there's a lot of people that have been uh, asking about this contest that we're running where we're actually giving away a Hughes & Kentner uh, amplifier, Ooh. which is a nice. German company. So this is a full-on yeah. German program today so oh my god so vic if you want to run that uh, commercial right now and we will be right back within the trenches and Dora. hello folks ryan roxy here hanging out at the hughes and kentner studios well it's time to give away this 25 watt hughes and kentner spirit of metal amplifier signed by me what do you got to do to take this home well just follow and subscribe and in the comments below leave your name or a buddy's name that you think would get the most out of this amplifier and you know what? With a little bit of luck, that name will be called when we do the final drawing. Enjoy the giveaway and enjoy the ride. See, that was quick. That was just a little quick commercial for, uh, we're giving away a Hughes and Kentner amp and uh, we will be giving it away. I, I just heard from the company that uh, it'll be not next week, but the 11th, I believe, we will announce the winner on the In the Trenches podcast. So you'll have to be in the chat and be on it. But uh, subscribe now, folks, if you will, because we are hanging out in the trenches with uh, Doro, the Metal Queen. And uh, we are just sitting back talking about good times, old times, and there's so many things I want to talk about. But you know what? We've reached a point where we have to let the people speak. And this is where your fans brought in questions, and uh, hopefully you'll answer a few of them. So, Vic, will you run that? Yes. So, um, like I told you, there's there's been some fans that are have been very eager to ask you some questions, and um, I'm sort of their voice in this. Our first question comes from at Kinga at Anna, and this is, what qualities besides music skills make someone a great musician? Oh, definitely, you have to... You have to want it. You have to really want it bad. And you have to be always like, you know, like, like great attitude, no matter what, what, because, you know, sometimes things go wrong. You always have to be, you know, like, like, like a good one, a good team player, you know, uplifting, you know, um, there are many things you can be like, you know, like happy about. And sometimes there are things, you know, you just have to, you know, you have to live with. And always like, you know, try to make everybody like feel good, feel comfortable when you're around and give it your all. Give it 110% every day on every show, every recording, every rehearsal. I think always 
just be there and and be be a good person and you know and you know and know that it's like all for the fans so the fans you know that's why you do it the fans are like the people you know who who make your life like great that you can travel and record and have a tour bus so so you should give back like or actually you should give first and then maybe you get something back and if you don't get anything back that's cool too but yeah have a good attitude you know i think, you, I think you exemplify that for sure there's no doubt and you know it, it, I, that's that goes without saying your your attitude right there just explained it all and uh, anyone that wants to know how to make it in the music business just rewind what she just said because it really and show up on time because show up on time <laughs> and show up on time prepared you know that's, that's true that's true but the thing is when you said you know something can go something goes wrong something always goes wrong in a show but but it's yes. the way you handle it right it's the way mm-hmm. that you and and, exactly. and you handle things great i saw it firsthand uh you know when we jammed together we had some some weird yes. things uh, like like that happened sound wise for the first first and then and then everything worked out great and everybody loved it yeah. and it was great so all right yeah it was it was my only day off i was on on tour for so many months it was my only day off and then tommy hendrickson he called me said hey alice cooper is in town you want to come and say hi and i said i'm so exhausted i'm so tired and tomorrow the next show was like i had to go somewhere to continue the tour and i said tommy i can't and then he called back again he said Doro, we would all love to see you and i said i uh, let's see and then he called back he said hey you can sing a song and i said oh no no i just want to go backstage say hi you know and, not gonna get away that I, easy I no way <laughs> and the microphone was right there on stage in the road crew I said, okay you will take this microphone you will sing then and i said oh no <laughs> but it was great it was great we fun got it. playing with you and tommy and Mita and next and time Cooper and wow yep next time My you're hero, playing guitar man. and singing okay just so we, we we i wanted i just want to <laughs> emphasize that all right <laughs> Let's move on to another question. Um, at uh, at Bain Share Rochelle asks, "Are you doing virtual concerts?" Uh, yes, actually, we did. We did. We did them. Um, uh, yeah, some of them were for free, and we did it. Yeah, like I think. Yeah. Do you think? Do you have any three, plans to do times more? Now. Yeah. I, I guess the question is. Well, actually, man, we are hoping that we can go. Real like, you know, play live again. Like you know maybe june july or festivals so um yeah maybe we do another virtual thing if nothing will happen but uh, but i'm planning for the live stuff and i'm always working out every day going jogging doing everything to be in good shape that um, we can do it we're ready you know i love it well okay so our next question is sort of a a a, a couple people asked the same sort of version so i kind of put it into one question at chris windry and at vampires rocks asked what it was like working with tommy hendrickson is there any funny stories that you might have because if you don't have one Uh, i do tommy oh yeah Oh, you do, you do, you do. Oh man, yeah, Tommy is just you know, the funniest guy. He's like, you know, and when he laughs, actually, your his whole face always lights up, and then everybody is like, you know, like he lights up the room, and and he was very, very kind, a great singer. I don't know, I couldn't tell you any like, you know, weird stories. So you, you tell me, you tell the, me. Well, the right. thing is, when you guys played together, 
there wasn't anything. I don't think there was Starbucks at that time because I'm not sure exactly when Starbucks started. But because because now when you know any single morning that you can wake up, he's like, "Where's the Starbucks?" Those are the first. You know, uh, the first three words out of his mouth is, where's the Starbucks? And then he's on a search for the Starbucks. So that's a m- every morning thing. I guess that didn't happen when you guys were playing in the band together. So, you know, everything no, comes out of his mouth. Right. Funny. There wasn't any Starbucks. <laughs> and I tell you, sometimes we toured somewhere. There was nothing to eat, nothing to drink, you know, and just it was, it was hard. Like in the 80s, 90s, you were depending on catering. But sometimes there was no catering. So... So I'm sure, you know, you would have like, wow, no Starbucks back in, in the day, no. I'm curious because you do actually give it 110% every single show. How do you take care of that voice when you're on the road? Do you have any tips for people that might, uh, you know, that might want some tips, singing tips? Because I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ryan, I just do it. I don't even warm up. Usually I talk. You, you are out of fans before the show, then I hop on stage <laughs> after two and a half hours. You know, I talk some more when the fans are like, you know, hanging out in, uh, in uh, around our tour bus. So I don't do anything special. Um, I think sleep is pretty good. Um, sometimes I put some oil on, you know, like that it's all nice and lubricated, but uh, actually, I don't do anything special and just. Just like when I see a fan, then before everybody says, oh, probably she has to cancel the show, she's so sick. I'm always sick on tour. I'm always sick. <laughs> always sick as a dog. But then when I see the fans, everything comes back and I can better. sing even 10 times better than a normal oh. show if I wouldn't be sick. So mm. I can overcompensate. But um, oh, yeah, but I can only do it as long as I do a tour. And then when the tour is done, then I, I'm, I'm totally in a coma. And everybody is worried that I would survive. So, yeah, the so, tour is it. But afterwards, so the way oh to God. stay healthy for the rest of your life is to always be on tour. I love it. You have the, you are Alice Cooper. Yes. I swear to God, you are. That's crazy. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know him since 80, uh, uh, 1972. I think that was the first time that I heard of Alice Cooper. And I fell in love right away. Like, Wow. Susie Quadwell is cool so, One of those yeah. first original albums. I love it. The original band it's, albums. I love it. Well, we're going to move on to at Becky underscore Hawks. She asked a question. The most interesting thing you have signed, because I'm sure people, you know, at, at, at meet and greets, people always give you something to sign. Do you have anything that's been strange that you've had to sign or maybe refused to sign? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, what, one time somebody just, you know, said, oh, can, can, can you make a little signature on my pants? And I said, okay. And I thought maybe the jeans. And then he pulled down his pants. And I thought, oh, no, man. No. <laughs> I don't want a tattoo there. <laughs> yeah, think of something else. <laughs> you yeah, know, it was actually when, when I saw when I saw Wasp, I was uh, driving to a Wasp show with the guys in my band. And, you know, and then this guy asked me, you know, and then the guys in the band, they got so mad, you know, I think they wanted to punch that guy, you know, and then, you know, but I thought that's a little bit too much, you know, that's like, that was, yeah, I signed everything, but, but 
Yeah, everything but that. But I do remember hearing a story about how Blackie Lawless actually really did take care of you on one of the earlier tours, because you were saying that you do get sick on tour, and and these are back in the days when perhaps you didn't have the dressing room. And and tell tell us about this uh, story with Blackie Lawless, because you always really look fondly um, back on how he did, you know, take care of you. Yes. Yes, Brian. Yes. It was uh, my first tour with Judas Priest and it was like big venues, big venues. And, you know, and everybody had a dressing room and it was uh, a European, like, it, it, I guess every gig was sold out. It was always 20,000 seaters. And, and the end of the tour was in Scandinavia and we played uh, all these big ice hockey venues. And I was watching the soundtrack of Priest every day. And the road crew, they said, well, Doro, don't walk on the ice because you might get sick. And I said, no, no, you know, I'm strong as steel. You know, I will not get sick. So I was watching the soundtrack hanging out. My feet were ice cold. I must say, I felt it's it's uh, it's rough. <laughs> but um, the tour was awesome. They treated us so great. And then one day later, we started the tour in the UK with Wasp. And I was sick as a dog. I probably had pneumonia. And I was sitting on a staircase. It was like a, a club tour, which was great. But in the UK, the clubs, there sometimes, you know, it's really cold. It's cold. Really it's cold dirty. in the UK. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no bathroom. There's maybe one dressing room. So I was sitting on the staircase, like shaking. You know, I had a fever. I was like, oh, I saw, oh, man, how can I do this tour? And then somebody walked up the stairs and it was Blackie Lawless and he looked at me he said are you the singer of Warlock are you Doro and I said yeah he said you look really sick I said like yeah I feel like I'm dying he said wait a minute then he said well come with me and they had one dressing room and the band members they were so nice Blackie said hey you know what you guys just hang out here you know on, on the stairs and let Doro have a room for a couple of hours of rest. Oh, so I laid down on the couch and then, like he said, I give you some magic potions for the voice, you know, some fresh fruit juice and fruits, which that was unheard of in the 80s. <laughs> and then, you know, he gave me all that stuff and he said, you know what, rest, lay down, I wake you up when it's time for you to get ready. And he did. And after these maybe four or five hours, I felt like a million bucks. I never, ever will forget that Bemi, uh, that um, Blackie did it and and the tour was great and I was instantly healed because somebody was so nice and and you know went out of his way to yeah to help me out so yeah wow that's awesome. very that's a very endearing story about a bass player because at that point because I think that Blackie now plays guitar I know he's a I know he's a, a, a yeah. Raiders fan, a football fan like I am. I'm a big Raiders fan. I think I even saw you in a in a Raiders jersey in one of those picks that Vic, our producer, put up. But um, yeah, I want to move from that question of that bass player Blackie being very cool because you've had these amazing relationships, um, friendships. Uh, kinships, if you will, with all these band members that you grew up listening to and then ended up getting to play with, actually record with. You're the queen of not just metal, you're the queen of duets. But um, at Crystal Ball underscore PG, ask a question, do you have a good Lemmy story? Because Lemmy is another one of those bass players that you guys, you guys just had a cool bond together, yeah? Totally, totally, totally. 
well, actually, there are so many stories. Oh, God, I don't even know where to start. But <laughs> actually, I, I probably, yeah, I start, um, yeah, we did, uh, we did record in 2000 in LA. And um, uh, Bob Kulik, he was actually the producer and he was the guitar player. And oh, actually, yeah. we had like two, three weeks. We were like, you know, hanging out together in the studio. And Lemmy, he was so cool. And we were always talking and stuff. And then uh, our studio session was sometimes over by two, three, four o'clock in the morning. And I said, hey, Lemmy, you know, shall I drive you home? And he said, he said, no, Doro, just drive, just drive. So sometimes we were driving all night. I said, where do you want to go? He said, just drive. And then he was singing and, you know, and playing me all kinds of CDs he liked. And then sometimes, you know, we thought maybe we should lay down for an hour before we go back into the studio. So I went back to his place. The, the yeah, place the, in uh, nice off apartment. of yeah yeah that little apartment that's across from the rainbow that uh, yes, yeah right yes. down down on Doheny oh I love it okay so you went to that, yes. that famous apartment the famous small rent controlled that, apartment, that famous apartment. <laughs> yeah and I and then let me say okay you know you can um, sleep a couple of hours and I you know I thought it's not right if you know if it gets like weird because I loved him so much and he was so you know he was such an important person to me so so i i slept in my boots in my biker boots <laughs> in my leather jacket and in my you know always my kept pants. it straight like always kept it pants. straight i love it i love it and, well you know and then let me he looked at me and he said okay sleep well he said what are you doing i said no i always sleep like that and he said are you sure he said you german girls are really weird he said well i will not do anything to you. I said, no, I don't. I, I always sleep in my leather jacket in my boots. He said, oh, okay, I believe you. And then, you know, he laid down. Actually, he never slept. He was always reading. Mm. And then and then I woke up in the morning and I said, Lemmy, I'm so hungry, man. I'm so hungry. I need to eat something before we go back to the studio. He said, yeah, you know, I have some uh, veggies there for you. And I said, oh, really? Lemmy and vegetable? I couldn't believe it. He said, yeah, just go into the kitchen. And then there was like, an, <laughs> it was probably from the last UK tour. There was a big, you know, like, like bag of chips. And I looked into the chips. They were green, of course, full Oof. of mold. Yeah. And I said, let me, man, that's not veggies. He said, no, no, it's healthy. And Just because thought, it's oh. green doesn't and mean I it's a vegetable, Lemmy. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. but yeah. the very cool. It was cool. so awesome. You, I know that you have more stories, and the, but the one I want to bring up that, that I've heard a rumor about, because we have a guest coming up next week, and I'm not sure if you, uh, if you know of Ricky Rackman from Headbangers Ball, but uh, Vic, you can put up yeah. that thing for next week. Next week, we're going to have Ricky Rackman on the, um, in the trenches, which is great, but uh, now we can take that down because we do have Dora with us, but both of you have actually, I, I, I think I've heard a rumor that you have received a bullet of uh, Lemmy's ashes. And tell us how this came about. And did you did you receive it out of the blue? Were you not expecting it? And what happened? Yeah, yeah I received it out of the blue. I had no idea. And one time uh, my mom called me. It came to my mom's house and I, I got this, this box and it was actually, you know, I, I didn't expect anything. And then my mom said, shall I open it? And then she said, nay, I think you should open it. And there was a letter in it. 
and it was a beautiful letter and it said actually say, share some stories because it it uh it ends with like you know so raise the glass share some stories and turn it up to 11 he was lemmy he played rock and roll don't forget him and it was actually it was a gift i don't know how many people got it but i tell you i was like i was i was moved to tears yes. too i heard Ricky very very sweet got, got it as well and he was like oh man he was so blown away and that was the nicest gift I've ever gotten in my life. That's and the bullet. And it's a bullet yeah. of Lemmy's ashes, folks. Yeah. So, uh, in true to and it's in, engraved with Lemmy and oh, yeah, wow. oh man, and oh, in true in, <laughs> in true form, we are raising uh, raising a toast. I am at least raising a toast as I always do almost every Tuesday, um, and and we are telling some great stories because we do have. Doro, uh, metal queen Doro Pesh with us on In the Trenches. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's great in itself. So I'm going to go back to one, to one question because I think this is a very sweet question that uh, at I Am November asked for you. Um, what do you do to keep yourself so gorgeous? Oh my God. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just my good old self. There's nothing I, I do. It's not, I, I work out a lot. I love sports. I love martial arts. I love it rough. I love to, you know, to do, you to like, do training. You, you like martial arts. What kind of martial arts do you follow? I started uh, doing Thai boxing and then I did uh, Wing Chun and, and lately I did Eskrima. Eskrima is like with bamboo sticks and oh. Wing Chun is like a Kung Fu uh, thing. And it was, um, there were two stories like, one was like that there was a nun and she trained a small little girl who got beaten up by her husband constantly and you know and she learned uh, she trained her how to how to protect herself and how to fight and when somebody is small and thin you know you definitely need some techniques and Wing Chun is a great technique wow. and even on tour sometimes we play somewhere you know in really dark bad neighborhoods so I always have a feeling I can at least you know defend myself and run away you know you can always and, defend um, yourself so I, I like it that's perfect do you, do, <laughs> I hope, do, yeah. do you watch do you watch UFC do you watch any women's uh, UFC fighting do you watch any of that Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, okay. sometimes, and uh, and I and I always had a big honor of like writing uh, the anthems for some female boxers. There's a great friend of mine. I don't know if you guys know her. Her name is Regina Heimisch, and she was 13 years undisputed world champion, and um, and she's you now like you know not active anymore. But yeah, I wrote all the walk-in anthems and oh, it was so great. I love doing it. I love doing sports anthems as well. And love it. yeah, and I think the medal gives you the power, you know, to, you know, to, what? Yeah, I'm going to suggest that you write you know, the, the walk-on and the new theme for Thug Rose. Cause I just saw Thug Rose fight over the weekend. And uh, I don't know if you've heard about Thug Rose Jamagawas. I, I, I get yeah, yeah, the name. Yes. Yeah. But the, I, I get the wrong, the last name just wrong. It's a Lithuanian last name, and I get it I get it wrong. But I know where it's Thug Rose. I saw the fight. Um, you could ask my wife. I was watching this, these YouTube replays all weekend long, and it was just such a great it was such a great event. So yeah, so good to know that you're you're into to self defense. You're into martial arts. You're into defending yourself. Don't mess with Doro, guys. 
Never again. And don't ask her to sign anything that she, uh, that she doesn't want to sign because she could take care of that as well. So <laughs> so I, I mentioned earlier, uh, Doro, that you are sort of the, uh, not just the metal queen, but you're the queen of duets. And you've done some amazing duets. So this question comes uh, from at Robert uh, Tobiam. Uh, favorite duet in a dream collaboration. So, so first of all, maybe bring uh, bring us up to speed with with the the dev, the uh, duets that you've done over the years, and then which one do you think would be your sort of dream duet? Yeah, actually, yeah, I did um, many duets, which it was always awesome. The last duet I did uh, was actually with Johan Heck of Amona Mars. I'm a big Amona Mars fan, and I'm we did two Sweden. songs together. Uh, yeah, from Sweden, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of uh, their album, Jons Viking of Amano Mars, and then um, and one of my last album, Forever Warriors, Forever United, that was the Stumble album. And um, and uh, Udo Dirk Schneider, there was another duet partner. Um, Udo from Pete Accept. Steele, uh, Pete Steele, that was great. Uh, we did a song You also did one with Descent. Twisted Sister, right? D. Snyder, D. Twisted Sister. And, and, and of course, Lemmy. You and Lemmy did a duet as well, right? Um, yes. Yeah, we did three songs. Like uh, the last one was called It Still Hurts. And two of them, uh, Lemmy wrote this beautiful acoustic guitar uh, song, Alone Again. And then uh, Love Me Forever. That was one of my favorite Motorhead songs. I, of course, I love Ace of Spades and all the uh, heavy stuff, but... Love Me Forever was always my favorite, so I asked him if we wanna, if we can do it as well. So three duets with Lemmy, and one duet I wanted to do, and we were actually talking about it, actually almost working on it, and it was with Ronnie James Dio. We did oh. so many gigs together and yeah, yeah. toured together, and we always want to do something, and then that never happened. And oh, so I that might be your dream. That might be work. your dream duet that we could uh, make yes. happen at some point. Oh man! Yeah. Well, you know what? Yes. Up in the up in the rock and roll heaven, someday there will be a dream duet for all of us. I guess you know. Yeah. Um, but but I want to do many many more duets. Uh, I want to do many more records, maybe with Rob Halford or you know or Alice Cooper or. Wow. David Coverdale, Bruce Dickinson, all these great guys, the Rammstein dude, too. I love it. You just put out a list of the, there they are. Folks, you're getting called out. Halford, Rob Halford, who we've had on in the trenches, Alice Cooper, who's been on, on here as well. You're all getting called out. And, and, uh, you said Rammstein as well. Um, Anybody else? Maybe someone that's, you know, already in the organization. There's someone that's maybe sitting here with a hat and some glasses. I don't know. I, I sing a little. I dance a little. <laughs> I'll play guitar. I'll play guitar, okay? I promise you with any of these duets. Yeah, yeah. Very nice solo. Oh, yes. If you need a guitarist, you, you got it. So our, our last question of Let the People Speak is uh, from our actual producer, Vic Chalfant. And he says, uh, you know, he's a big photography guy. And, and of course, as we put up, uh, you know, we talked about earlier, your newest double white vinyl album, Love Me in Black, which show the folks that, oh, there it is right there. Um He's, he's into yeah. album covers. So he wants, uh, can you share the story behind some of your amazing album covers? Now, who, who comes up with the concepts? And uh, is it usually come from your brainchild or what's up? Yeah, actually, I was a graphic artist um, 
before I started my first band, I love all these graphic stuff. I love these fantasy paintings. I was a big fan of the one right behind Bale, you. Your uh, yeah, actually, that one I I didn't know him before, and I I always love him. His name is Jeffrey Gillespie, and he was doing the Triumph and Agony. That was the first one he did, and that's Jeffrey Gillespie's work. Wow, and I always, cool. always used him. I think he did so great. And yeah, we're working on another artwork. And I, I love great paintings. I think it's so metal, so you know, like ah, <laughs> oh, there, there's the original. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey, he's my favorite painter. I love him. And this one was a nice DVD, and I think he always ah oh, he. It is always so deep. It is so classy. That was the last album, Forever Warriors, Forever United. It was actually a double album with 26 songs on. Nice. And yeah, and he always hit the nail on the head when I tell him a little bit about what the record or the songs are all about. Sometimes I send him a demo. And then he just paints what he feels. And it's always dead on. And I love it. And the first time that I saw this album cover, I couldn't believe it. And yeah, and ever since I, I love him. And sometimes when I do a record, for example, The Love Me in Black, when I feel it's more it's more a different sound, then sometimes it calls for a picture or a black and white chart. And then I do photo sessions with my favorite photographers. And yeah, that you was um, Philip like Dixon. Yeah. That was a great photographer. No makeup, which at what? first I thought, no, I don't want to do it without makeup. And then everybody <laughs> said, you have to, it's different. And I thought, and wet hair, but, but it was in Zuma Beach. That, and that's another uh, photographer from the Netherlands, Tim Tonko. And yeah, but I, I like, I like, I like doing photo sessions when the guy is cool or the girl, whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I, well, it's either high Whoever, fashion you know, or high artwork. I love it. Yeah, it looks great. And and I see that I like I noticed the one behind you, directly behind your left shoulder. Is that like sort of a cardboard cutout of you? Um in your <laughs> what is that? Yes. Is that is that Dora when if she has to do a meet and greet and is not feeling so well, they just Take a picture there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, you know, right next to Lemmy. Ah, uh, that's where, where I belong. Uh, actually, yeah, um, it was just like for promotion. And then we sent it to some record stores, which, you know, I'm so happy that there are still some record stores left. So, yeah, we just sent it out you know, to some record stores and, and some diehard fans, of course, they wanted to for their collection. Well, yeah, it was... Um, a record called for immer and yeah 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 sometimes you always have to think of some gimmicks and actually now we're just planning on doing this uh, this warlock guy like this um this dude and me and a little figurine for the for the triumph and agony live album and oh, yeah you got, a and lot some of, good stuff. you got a more you got a lot of tricks up your sleeve doro i think there's a lot more releases oh. coming out on that on that uh doro label of yours and i think it's very you have very to smart the fans. oh dude yeah, yes you, you do please the fans you well, know they need some good stuff you know <laughs> i'm i'm pleasing i'm pleasing right now this uh company called unchained and this is what i'm wearing these guys right now and you know what i don't I don't normally do commercials in between while I'm doing an interview, but these guys gave me this necklace right now because I see you have a lot of cool necklaces on. And uh, this is yeah. our buddy Johnny Griparic from the old uh, Snake Pit, and he also, and he has a new company called Unchained. And if you can see that, that's Courage, Community, and Compassion. That's what those three rings are for. So there you nice. go. And, and, oh, and, and, and you have some cool yeah. ones on too. You have uh, what, What's the guitar pick say? 
Ach, actually, it says Doro. These are, this is our own collection, so I don't want to sell you guys all my merch, but <laughs> I love it. It's like, we'll and you can have it in silver and in steel, and yeah, and and ach, yeah, and all that, and that's all from the fans. I have everything from the fans. Everything I wear is always from the fans. It's from Peru. That's a, a great guy in America. He gave me that bracelet. Me too. <laughs> Same. I love it. There you, you go. <laughs> The only thing yeah, that's not from the yeah. fans are my reader glasses. These I have to buy myself, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but usually the fans, they always they do the coolest stuff. And yeah, <laughs> and even that jacket, I just like want to, this is my friend in Australia. She has a band and um, it's called Matterhorn. And she, she made me that jacket. And I, I guess she was like working hundreds of hours on it. And, and it's not nice. a real leather. I always wear like fake leather because I don't want to hurt the animals. And, but nice. I love it. So and yeah. you're wearing it now. You're wearing, you're wearing, wear, you're wearing I, it on in this interview and you wear it if you, if you went to Lemmy's apartment and had to go to sleep. So that's, those are the two places you'd wear it, that leather jacket. I love it. So yeah. let's get to the, let's get to that point where we tell people how they can get the, the new double white album, uh, the new double white album, Love Me in Black that's coming out on October. Oh, there's your website right there. Um, I want to get to this point where we talk about your social medias because again, I, you know, I know that, um, um, on Instagram, it's at Doro Metal Queen. And uh, for those people that are listening to us on the audio podcast, uh, Doro, do you want to go through your social media and tell people how to get in touch with you? Oh, thank you for letting me do that. Usually, I always feel weird like promoting myself. No, but, do it. Yeah, do Doro it, do Metal it. Queen is Instagram. I, I actually, I never thought I would do it, but I, I'm actually, I enjoy doing it. And then the You're fans, they can, you know, like, like. You know, their comments that sometimes makes me feel so good. Yeah, and it's uh, Doro Pesh Official. It's our international Facebook. And Doro Official, uh, that's uh, that's another. Ah, that's our Twitter thing. Yeah, and Patreon, that's what I'm doing lately. And that's something for diehard fans. I love that. And they get some, you know, some T-shirts or like meet and greets or, you know, or Zoom calls or I write them a letter or old history autograph cards and always some nice gifts and i always do some some yeah some videos like where i talk about special stories which i didn't tell anybody in, in any magazine <laughs> you yet you so, shared a lot of stories like, with us you know? today you shared a lot of stories with yeah. us today i love it and and you yeah, know what yeah. i've been listening i've been like, sort of eyeing the comments that have coming in on the live chat during this whole episode and uh there and, and i have to agree with them the energy and the positivity that you're bringing to the show. There's only one other guest that has brought it at such a high level. And they're saying that Michael Monroe, I don't, I'm not sure if you know Michael Monroe from, from. Awesome. Yeah. We played together many times on festivals and I always watch him live and oh, he is yeah. awesome. He's awesome on stage and backstage. He's always like, yeah, like, Utmost, his know, energy like, is, is infectious. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool, <laughs> and yeah, he's he's great. He's great. So I, but thank you so much for being so nice. It's normal, and um, you know, when we can talk about music, I mean, I'm in heaven. You know, <laughs> usually I don't care about other stuff, but music and artwork and all and, and the fans the fans that's that's where where you know where my passion really really is like 
Well, the new the 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 new release is coming out on April thirtieth, so people will go have to check that out for sure. Um, can you imagine, folks, if I had both uh, if, if I had you back, Doro, and we brought on Michael Monroe, uh, we might actually break the internet. I think well, maybe we're going to have to do that really at one point. <laughs> oh God, we would be jumping up and down. I know he always like man on stage. He's and. Um, I was sometimes a guest on uh, the Motorhead show, and sometimes Mike Monroe was a guest on the Motorhead show, and he was climbing up the, you know, the light truss, Always. and you know, and wow, and he's awesome. That inspires me, I must say, you know. Maybe a duet, maybe a duet in the future, maybe, and if you guys yes, have a duet yeah. in the future, I'm playing that guitar for sure, Doro. So, yes. uh, <laughs> oh yeah, super. And I saw it all in the comments. Thank you so much, guys and girls, for these nice comments. But yeah, this would be a nice idea, something unexpected. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I am going to, um, because you've given us a lot of inspiration, a lot of energy today. I don't know if you have a sort of a life quote or a word to live by that you can pass on to us that you sort of, you know, a personal credo that you give. Um, but if you do share it with us and let us know how you feel, you know, might inspire us, you know, how you live your life. Do you have one of those? Yes, actually, many. I'm a big fan, for example, of uh, Tony Robbins. He's like a motivational yeah. coach, and yes. I love him. And if I'm down, I always listen to his tapes, or you know, I go on YouTube, or I have his books. But I think you know, um, there's one saying he says, um, "The secret of living is giving." And I would say, you know, it is Tony's quote, but I would say that's so true. The secret of living is giving. Give it your all. Give it your all for other people and you know that's probably why you're here for you know to just you really do good and you know and and use your talent whatever you have you know find your your path and and then you know do do what is right that's you know perfect. do what is good and, and never give up and always go yeah go 110 percent with whatever you do I love it. Well, Dora, you've given it your all today with us. It's it's felt like a show. I have felt like I, I've I've yeah, gone through it. Good, I good. would love to have I would love to have you back at some point where we can talk even more stuff and more new releases when they come out and just you know basically just have another great conversation. So I, I know that uh, hang out for just one second, Dora, while I say um, goodbye to everyone that's been into the chat and has been listening to us the whole time. We really appreciate it over here at in the trenches. I know Dora appreciates uh, her fans more than anything as well as we do. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. And and you follow all of Doro's social media platforms, whichever ones that you choose. So, uh, folks, I know next week, um, I mentioned it earlier before, but uh, Ricky Rackman will be our guest uh, on the next In the Trenches. So you'll have to check that out. And if you want to check out any of our older episodes. But you know what? My advice to you would be to go check this one out again because there's so many great nuggets of uh, inspiration and energy and positivity that Doro gave us today. Thank you again, Doro, for being on. Thank you so much, Ryan. You are absolutely great to me. I appreciate it. And thank you, yeah, all the fans, metalheads, guys and girls. Thank you for having me on the show. And, and have fun with Ricky. I hosted the Headbangers Ball in Europe sometimes. And awesome. uh, and I was one time on his show. And I miss Headbangers Ball. And I know it's back. He's so I'm very back. excited. Awesome, Have Dora. a great show. And we'll <laughs> see you again for sure. And everybody else, we'll see you next week or probably throughout the week with our team and everybody that's uh, posting it out. Thank 
Thank you, Federica. Thank you very much, Scotty. Thank you very much, Robbie. Thank you very much, Dave. And of course, thank you, Vic. I'm Ryan Roxy. Until next time, folks, enjoy the ride. Thanks, Doro. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back. Yay. Thank you so much. That was awesome. You're welcome. Get that was good. Huh? Yeah, Vic, get on. That was great. That was, that was really, really good. It was one of, uh, one of the one of the most I feel so good now. I'm I'm gonna have my evening. I mean, I know you're you're in Germany, so are you gonna go have uh, dinner and you know chill out, or you have more interviews? Ah, no, right. I go back into the studio mixing that live record, and yeah, it's coming out in September. So so, but I have to deliver it because we want to do vinyl, and you know, and then all these gimmicks, and they have to. But the vinyl that takes such a long time. I would like to have the shape vinyl and colored vinyl and all that stuff and um, picture this. So, so I have to deliver it soon and I go right into the studio. And yeah, but ever, I feel so good too. If you ever need a solo, nice if you ever need an overdub, you call me up. Okay. I mean, you get in touch yes. with me, you know, you're yes, great. Right. I definitely need that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever need photos for an album cover, you call me. <laughs> you're okay. great. Okay. I would love to do that. Doro, it was, it was really, really great. I'm going to put out the, uh, uh, you know, you've seen the the promotion that we do. Uh, Federica, our social media coordinator, she's really Stop. great. She's really good. So, super, so we'll, we'll, we'll be tagging you and we'll, we'll break up this this long form into smaller clips. So um, we'll be putting you on there. And uh, again, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. All right. So, uh, Vic, I'll call you in a little bit, but I, 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 got, my di- I got my dinner call, but I'll see you again. Okay. Mwah. Have a good one. Thank you, Dora. Okay, see you again. And Ryan, shall I look at you or shall I look at the camera? You can can look at, yeah, it's basically just like you're looking at the screen. We'll be fine, you know. Sometimes, and sometimes you'll be full screen, but don't worry about that because I'm always watching you. And um, we see, we have, um, I I was going to ask you, I mean, do you mind if I say Doro Pesh? Like, yeah, no, no. In America, everybody knows me on the Doro Pesh or Warlock. So that's, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Cool backdrop. Do what you feel. All comfy. right. All right. I feel I feel like I've seen a lot of your backdrop lately because I've been watching a lot of your Instagram posts. And I see in the, and I know that room. Is, is that your media room? It's, it's a little corner here in my room in Germany. I have another one in, in, in Florida. That's my real home. But at the moment, it. I'm here. So, I thought, so, so New York right now, is, is all, yes. you're, not, you're not living in New York? I, I have a little place in New York, but I got I got hit by uh, the hurricane Irene and then Hurricane Sandy and everything got destroyed. Jeez. The whole home, everything is in the ocean. There's nothing left. And I thought, well, I want to try to live somewhere else. And I know Florida, they have a lot of hurricanes, but I moved to Florida. But I still have a little something in New York. I love New York so much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll save it. We'll talk. We'll, we'll save it for the interview. We'll save it for the... It's not even an interview. You know what, Doro? This is a conversation between just two rock and rollers that you know we we haven't really crossed paths enough 
you know, and, 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 and we had such a good time when we jammed together with Alice, you know, and you came up on stage and kicked so much ass. So I mean, it's just going to be great just to talk and have a conversation. Yeah. You yeah. And, and you know that Tommy was in my band. Of Wallow. course. Oh, we know yeah, all about he that. Was the best oh, yeah. <laughs> so hold on. I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to go full screen now. Uh, Vic, I'm recording right now on here. Um, are we, give me the thumbs up if you got, uh, if you're ready to go. Oh, he's wants one minute for no problem. We can go on a little bit late. It's no problem. Um, I'm excited about the new, the new double white album, uh, the new double white vinyl of, uh, yeah. love me in black, right? Comes yeah, out. Yeah. So we'll talk I have about it right that. here. Yeah, 30th Perfect. of April. Uh, that, that's why I want to talk about that, like, right out of the gate, so we make sure we make Nuclear Blast records happy. We make all, you know... We... <laughs> right, it's under my own label. Oh, even better. Uh, yeah. Even better. They we make, will we... distribute it a little bit, but it's the rare No, diamonds. I get it. Okay, yeah. so then we, make your, then we make your own label even happier. That's, even, that's the way to do it. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dora, this is, your, this is your current band? That's it, yes. Okay, yes, okay. That's, yeah. I just want to make sure I grabbed a good one. All right, we're ready to go. Okay, so get me full screen and I will uh I will be ready. <laughs> 